0: This program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too.
0: I didn't agree with teachers or anybody for that matter, teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children, simply based on the color of their skin. People are finally getting it because the mass media has not been reporting on this accurately. It's only through conservative leaning and Christian outlets that are actually telling the truth
1: about the body.
2: The books today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant and they're targeting even younger children.
1: These kids need to hear that no one is born this way.
0: Our past silence as the church in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through
1: now. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too.
0: This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things things are still still possible.
1: Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on the word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays just after 4 p.m. And that's right before the Bob Burney show. That's a new time. So make note of that and be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Well, it's that time of year when yards are decorated for the season And it's not the Christmas season we're talking about, but the Halloween season. Halloween is now the second second largest retail holiday right behind Christmas. But there are some problems with this event, as we have discussed many times in previous years. And And here to discuss this with me is my guest, Dee Virtue. Dee was formerly one of the most prolific New Age authors and speakers, and her books on a number of... Uh, New Age practices were everywhere if you looked at them, but then, in January of twenty fifteen she was listening to a car radio and heard a sermon by Pastor Alistair Begg about false prophet about false prophets and Doreen recognized that she matched the description of a false prophet, and she began going to church. I will let her tell the rest of her amazing story. You can find her on the on YouTube and also at DoreenVirtue.com. Welcome, D, to
2: Mission America Radio. It's great to be with you. Thank you and praise the Lord for having this opportunity to glorify him. And praise the Lord for
1: your wonderful testimony. We're going to talk about Halloween in a moment, but just walk us through, Dee, what what happened to you, and how
2: your whole life turned around. It is a miracle, and it is a testimony of God's amazing grace and mercy, because I was raised in metaphysics, uh, a fourth-generation Christian scientist, which is neither Christian nor scientific, and, and it's very metaphysical. It's, um, the, it's blasphemous. It says that Jesus was just a mortal man who was a great teacher to teach us how to heal like him so it's the the famous religion that doesn't go to doctors and that's how I was raised so i was told i was christian i was given a king james bible when i was just a tiny little girl we read it cherry picked read it Uh, we went to church twice a week i had no reason to believe i wasn't a christian until (laughs) i i grew up and i um, started practicing new age um methods, and then I started teaching them, and that included uh, divination. I was well known as making these cards with pictures of angels on them used for messages, and they were not biblical in any way, but I didn't know that because I had not studied the whole Bible, and I became pretty well known. Um, At the time I was saved, I was one of the top-selling New Age authors in the world. I was touring with all the other famous New Age teachers around the world, and I thought that would be my life forever, but as you said, in January 2015, because I thought I was a Christian, I would listen to Christian radio, but the gospel was lost on me because I had a hard heart, and I was raised to believe that there's no such thing as sin, that we're all just perfect, whole, and complete. You know, there's no fall. Genesis 3 is a myth, and so I'd hear the gospel and say, well, you know, that doesn't make sense, but I like the other stuff, and and when God used Alistair Begg's sermon on 2 Timothy 4 about the false prophets. He used that to convict me. For the very first time, I was convicted, and as you said, I went to church, uh, kind of flopping around the different denominations. But my husband and I started studying the Bible in earnest, and late in 2000—it was a year, two and a half years before I was saved, after that time. And when I got, um, when I got to Deuteronomy 18, specifically 10 through 12, yeah. there was a list of—, of sins of that I recognized that I was doing, um, divination, mediumship, interpreting signs and omens. And this passage said that anyone who practiced these things is a detestable abomination to God. And I was floored and broken because up until that time, people told me my New Age work was helping them. So I figured because people were pleased that it was pleasing to God. I didn't know any better until I read Deuteronomy 18, and I got on my knees repenting and crying to God and apologizing profusely, and that's when I gave my life to Jesus um, five years ago this month, actually, and I I went to seminary because I had been reading the Bible wrong all that time. I got a master's in biblical and theological studies just so I could rightly divide his word and understand the gospel. And now, because other people still sell my old products, even though I've asked them not to, I'm out on social media daily warning people about the dangers of New Age practices and that they cannot be blended with Christianity.
1: Uh, Wow, this is so amazing. And of course, I quoted from you when I was uh, writing uh, quite a lot 15 or 20 years ago about New Age practices and the occult and goddess worship even within Christianity. Yours was one of the um, books, uh, many of your books that were things that I quoted in my articles, and I was floored to hear this. So Dee, so let's talk about... um, Halloween okay so we're Mm -hmm. we're looking at this holiday which is uh, it's not a holiday it's an event um, not a holy day uh, that has just captured so much and become so incredibly popular are Christians uh, wrong to deprive their children of the observation of this event and trick-or-treating and is it is it all about candy and so on what's your uh, Halloween take on Halloween?
2: Well, the bottom line comes from the Bible. We are to have no fellowship with darkness, and that's Ephesians 5.11. We're to expose it like you are doing on your show. We're commanded to expose darkness. And then um, if we go to 1 Corinthians 10.21, we are commanded that we cannot both drink of the cup of the demons and the cup of the Lord. We cannot eat at the table of the demons and eat at the table of the Lord, meaning that we can't blend darkness and light and halloween is 100 percent darkness Um, the bottom line is it's a ancient druid celtic to them a holy day they called it uh, salin spelled s-a-m-h-a-i-n and it's the vigil of salin that uh, he's the grim reaper so it was honoring the grim Grim reaper and the belief was that that was a day when the dead would rise and come haunt people's houses So they would dress up in different costumes to ward away the demons, and then they would offer them bribes, the treats. um, They were cakes that they would leave outside their home. And if they didn't do this, they would get tricked by the demons. And then later, um, uh, Roman Catholicism absorbed some of the pagan holidays and, and put their own on them. And so the All Hallows Eve from Roman Catholicism which is, um, you know, the Catholics believe in purgatory and they believe that you should be praying for them out of purgatory. That's in the, the Catholic Bible, not in our canonical Protestant Bible, of course. But they All Hallows' Eve is where the name Halloween came from, mm-hmm. that's melded together with Salon. And yeah. the practices continue of dressing up in costumes but people don't understand that this is in the... in the Satanic Church, which it's not even a church, but they call it a church, um, that was led by um, Alistair Crowley and then Anton LaVey, who wrote the the book of, uh, he called it the Bible of Satanism. He he said, this this is what Anton LaVey said, I am glad that Christian parents let their children worship the devil at least one night out of the year, welcome to Halloween. Wow. Because to to the Satanists, Um, Just like Christians, we celebrate Easter and Christmas. Satanists do their worst sacrifices on Halloween. That's Mm. their high holy day. And so when we participate as Christians, they see it as a win for their team. The only way that Christians should participate in Halloween is by passing out gospel tracts with candy. It's fine. In fact, you can buy candy through... Uh, Oriental Trading Company, which is where a lot of us get our, v- um, you know, our VBS, vacation, Bible study, uh, mm-hmm. school tools. Uh, Oriental Trading Company has candy that's got Bible verses on the wrappers. Oh. And So you can get that. Yeah. But you great. can give regular candy as long as it doesn't have the witches' images. And, and then put gospel tracts with it and just throw them in the kids' bags. And that's a great idea. Well, there's Halloween-themed gospel tracks, but honestly, any of them could work. I just recently interviewed a young man who he credits a gospel track that he found on the ground when he was walking uh, at a very low moment in his life. He found a gospel track and he gave his life to the Lord right then and there, and he credits that gospel track for it. But so they do, wow. you know, it, it's God's word; it does not return void. But That's in terms amazing. of even trunk or treat that church is troublesome because it's still um, trying to be worldly, and we're not to try to conform to this world, are we? Uh, you know, we can call it harvest festival, call it trunk or treat, but unless it's evangelizing and sharing the gospel, it's really not uh, fruitful for
1: Christians to be involved in well you know this is such great information and uh, many people are swept up into the fact that oh it's now just it's a big joke uh you know halloween makes light of all that we we're, we're coming against that by uh dressing up and making it a lighthearted holiday with just uh you know candy for children but no there's nothing of of the lord in this this uh event is there no
2: not in unless- you look at it as an opportunity to um, share his word. Um, otherwise it's a, it's based and we have to remember that the Bible says that the you know we're not warring against flesh and blood but against demons, principalities and, and such. So we are told to put on the armor of God Ephesians 6:10 through 18 because there are there's, there's darkness and spiritual forces of evil in this world, and if people don't think there's evil in the world, then they haven't listened to the news lately. It's so blatant what's going on that the devil isn't hiding anymore. He's in plain sight, and so why would we want to expose ourselves or our children to his presence? We want—we don't want to sit there cowering, trembling in fear, because you know the devil is a defeated foe. Jesus on the cross, his work defeated Satan, but he's still on a short leash, allowed to roam this earth until Jesus comes again. And and God uses that evil for his plan of redemption and his glory, of course. But we shouldn't be seeking it out either.
1: And you, uh, many of the practices that you were involved in are involved in Halloween when like when kids get to be teenagers and in college, they will have parties that involve fortune telling and uh, tarot card reading and all of that. And we only have about 30 seconds before we have to start taking our break. So uh, we'll pick up with that when we come back, but but that's true, right? That, that, that's part of a, yeah. a Halloween celebration. Yep. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about seances and divination
1: and fortune telling when we come back. Right. And we're talking with D virtue, Doreen virtue. You can find her at Doreen and also all over YouTube, great YouTube, um, presence and lots of great videos uh, you know, I've, I've just been so excited to reconnect with someone I used to quote when I was writing about New Age practices and writing about the occult and uh, about Halloween uh, 20, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And lo and behold, she is now a believer. The Lord has worked a miracle in her life. And we just praised God for that and praise God for you. So we'll return here uh, after a break here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. We're talking about Halloween. And yes, folks, you can avoid Halloween and not feel guilty at all. As Christians, it is a holiday, a not a holiday, an event with very little to do with the gospel unless you use it as an evangelizing opportunity. So stay with us here on Mission America Radio. We'll talk more about this when we return right after these messages. Don't go away.
0: Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda.
1: We're talking today about the problem with Halloween for Christian parents, for Christian families. Should we be participating in a, basically an event uh, that celebrates darkness and how popular this, this uh, event, I keep trying to say holiday, this event has become even more uh, in that vein. We need to question this as, is this entertainment, an entertainment choice that we should be making we're talking today with D Virtue, DoreenVirtue.com. You can find her there, and she is a former practitioner of many of the uh, occult practices that are associated with Halloween. So, D, let's talk about some of these things. When you know kids are out trick or treating and they're five, six, seven, eight, they're probably not generally going to be involved in. Uh, tarot card reading or um, seances—they uh, might be, but mostly that's later. But that is associated with Halloween, correct?
2: That's right. Um, the seances, the the whole um, Celtic—they call it a holy day—was uh, and the Roman Catholic All Hallows Eve were about contacting the dead. So it's mediumship, and the the dead. I mean, the Bible is very clear that you after you die you face judgment you live once you die you face judgment so the ghosts that might be with us they're demons it's all demons it's all fallen angels as the bible describes and the fallen angels follow the devil satan lucifer and they have no love in their hearts for us they have no compassion no mercy they have one goal, and that is to please their master, um, the devil, and to win souls for him, to follow him to his lair that God, God made hell just for the devil and the fallen angels, you know, the demons. He didn't make it for humans. But anyone who follows the devil will follow him to hell and will be condemned, as the Bible says again and again. Astrology, Isaiah 47, 13 through 14, uh, those who get messages from the stars will be stubble. In the fire, in the final fire. Um, the, the Bible says that those who practice witchcraft or sorcery will end up in the lake of fire. So if we are involved with any of these, time to repent while there's still time and stay away from any of those dark arts. It's, yeah, all of it's condemned for a reason for our protection, because God loves us, and He doesn't want us to get involved with any of these practices. It's not just harmless entertainment. And more and more the children are being exposed to witchcraft through cartoons, through Harry Potter, through movies that glorify sorcery and witchcraft and make it seem cool. And those programs have real spells from witches put in them. And you might think, well, it can't really do anything. Well, it's an invitation to demons to come into your life. And that's when you see kids and their families start to have a lot of problems. I've talked to many families who, once they got out of the new age, their kids stopped bedwetting, stopped having nightmares at night, slept through the night, uh, did better in school. All these dark arts will disrupt your family. And so that's not entertaining. It's not worth it for any so-called fun.
1: No, it is not. And I... One of the things, uh, because I wrote a book called "Not My Child: Contemporary Paganism and the New Spirituality." I wrote that in two thousand eight, and I quoted in the beginning of this book, and I would like you to respond to this. My experience when I was a a, really an untutored, uh, agnostic teenager. We went to the Episcopal Church, but I was not discipled very much at all. With Ouija boards, Uh, my one friend, girlfriend, and I would sit with a Ouija board. And there was something pushing around that that pointer. I would say to her, you're pushing it. She'd say, no, uh, you're pushing it. And it would spell out uh, words. We would ask it mostly like, who am I going to marry? And those kind of things. It would spell out words. Sometimes it was nonsense. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was not. There was an intelligence in that room. And when I became a believer, I suddenly, my eyes were opened and I realized what was happening. Uh, yep. y- you have similar things that you look back on, correct? Oh yeah. You- yeah.
2: I mean, I was, you know, giving cold readings, meaning I didn't know the person on radio, television, um, in front of big audiences around the world. And I was getting accurate information uh, for people who were getting readings from me. And, 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 I was doing this in public and I said, like I said, I'd never met the person before. And, so the accurate information was coming from demons who can, they, they're not omniscient like God, but they, can, they know enough about us to be able to, to do some predicting or they can talk about our past pretty accurately. And it seems like they're talking to, uh, the, the secties they're talking to our deceased loved ones because it seems like they're coming up with specifics. It's all demons. It's completely 100% demonic, and the, and the reason they're doing this is because they mix in truth and lies. Right. Uh, the Apostle John, who was the closest disciple to Jesus, in his first letter, chapter 4, he gave us the, the big favor of showing us how to test the Spirit, to see if they're from God or not. He said, if the Spirit does not confess Jesus biblically—you know, Jesus came to earth fully God and fully man— as the sinless Lamb of God, the only one who could pay the ransom for our, our sins that we've done because he was sinless. If the Spirit does not confess Jesus biblically, it is the Spirit of the Antichrist, the Apostle John said. So we have, to be, we have to be discerning is what the bottom line is. We can't let down our guard because the devil's roaming around like a lion seeking someone to devour.
1: And, and deception is the big, you know, Satan can be appear as an angel of light. That's second Corinthians, right? And that's right. what second, people are, people are thinking, oh, my, my mother, you know, my dead mother responded to me. I don't think so. Uh, that's no. not biblical. That's not biblical. No. So, uh, not. so D and tarot cards, Ouija boards, fortune telling, all of it is forbidden, correct? It's, it's forbidden. And even
2: more, it's a welcome mat to inviting demons into your life. And then if. You know, people go to the Ouija gore and, and tarot cards and psychics to get answers because they have problems. But then these methods attract more problems in your life because you're eliciting the help of demons through going to these non-biblical sources. It, there's a big reason that com- the Old and New Testament, look at Acts 16:16, 16, 16, Acts 19:19. 19, 19, the Old and New Testament condemn divination because yeah. God loves us and he wants it, to protect us.
1: He does, and I. we're going to have to close up here because uh, we're coming to the end of our program. Uh, Dee, I ask our listeners to pray for you as you continue your very powerful witness. Go to DoreenVirtue.com. Also look her up on the Internet, uh, I mean, on the uh, on YouTube. Uh, wonderful videos out there. Thank you so much, Dee, and God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. And just remember, friends, you know, we need to be aware of the uh, tools of the enemy and of the deception that is always, always available. But this is why we count on God to fight these battles for us. Trust in the blood of Jesus, the word of the testimony of the saints, the word of God, and just remember, just remember that with God, all things, all things are still possible. Have a great day.